Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Jim Ramble, and welcome to the first podcast episode of 2024. I am so excited for this year. I love a new year. I won't stop talking about it on Instagram, on TikTok, resolutions, different exercises to do leading into the new year, but I really am somebody who loves a fresh start. I was always the girl going into a new grade to like love buying fresh notebooks and pens and school supplies for the school year ahead. So I'm just a sucker for a fresh start. And especially when it comes to fitness goals, when it comes to business goals, when it comes to personal goals, it's just a great checkpoint to really be able to reflect on the year, set goals for the upcoming year. And so that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. Specifically in this episode, we're going to be chatting about my personal wins and losses of 2023. I think that being reflective on the year is just as important, if not more important than setting goals for the upcoming year, because I feel like if you analyze your year, you can really think about how you want to improve how you want to change and how you want to grow leading into the new year, right? So that it's going to be a hard chat, I think, because I don't know, I have kind of a hard time with being vulnerable in certain aspects on the internet because I don't want me talking about my shortcomings and my losses as like me being ungrateful or me feeling like, oh, I have it so bad because I definitely don't. Um, This was a great year overall. I feel so, so good about it. And I feel like there was a lot of learning lessons. Um, But I also feel like Instagram is a highlight reel, right? Like it is. Um, And I think that this podcast episode is something a little bit more like there's there's a little bit more of a barrier to entry, right? If I post about my wins and losses for the year and I really dive into what I could improve on or kind of things that didn't go my way this year on Instagram or on TikTok, it can be pushed out to the masses, right? It can be pushed out to who knows what and where. Um, But I feel like here I can talk a little bit more openly and freely. And I just also want you guys to know that if you look back on the year and if you're like, man, you know, there were some highs, but there were some lows. There were some challenges that you could just have done without, right? You're not alone. Okay. So we're going to be breaking that down. We're going to start with the wins and then we're going to move on to the losses because I am all about starting with the high points and there were a lot. So let's get into that first. These are in no particular order. So kind of bouncing around between business, personal, uh, things of that nature. The first thing that I have written down is that the Fit Breakthrough turned one. So we are actually almost two in January, the middle of January, we will be turning two years old. And I'm just so grateful of everything we've been able to accomplish in two years. But in 2023 specifically, we turned one. Um, And I think year two to year one was comparatively more challenging. I think I learned a lot about myself as a leader, as an entrepreneur, and we'll be getting into into that more here in a second. But that was a really big milestone for me. Um, And I'm just so grateful of the community that we have. And I'm also so grateful for the team members that we have, like 
coach Laura, coach Evelyn, uh, specifically, like they push me to show up as my best self. And it's just so wonderful to have a team that is so just dedicated to the vision, right? Because they want to level up as coaches. They are leveling up as coaches, right? They're putting their actions to work and they're walking the walk every single day as am I. And I think that that is just a force for, you know, building a good foundation, right? That's going to exponentially continue to grow and we're never going to lose sight of our mission, um, helping women, you know, and, and fostering that community. And I'm really proud of that because no matter how you know, big, we, we grow and how many women we have on our team, we are always checking in and being like, okay, where's the roster cap, right? Like, are you able to give, you know, the transformations and the support that these clients deserve, right? We're never going to bite off more than we can chew. We're never going to have clients be viewed as a number, right? And even if somebody's technically on coach Laura or coach Evelyn's roster, I have a relationship with them. Like I know them, I will not give up sales calls. Um, I will take every single sales call. I will have a group chat with every single woman who comes through our door, right? Like it is a non-negotiable for me. And I'm proud to say that I have kept that throughout this year and I will not stop doing that. So I think that I've just become more in tune with the vision as we've grown um, specifically the fit breakthrough has grown by 32% this year. And that is in revenue. Um, that is not, you know, the best that we've ever done. Um, it's definitely considerably more than we did in year one. Um, but I'll talk about kind of some of the, the downfalls of that in, in the losses category, but very happy with just the community and the foundation that we've built this year, specifically because at the beginning of this year, something happened that was really difficult and it set the vision back about like five or six months, um, which again, we'll talk about in a second. So stay tuned, but, uh, you know, the fit breakthrough turning one growing, you know, things of that nature, it is just wonderful. Um, of course I have the percentages about, you know, how, how far we've grown revenue wise, but that just speaks to the fact that we've helped more women this year. And I feel like the more women we let in, the more we're like, Hey, you know what? Like we are being, being more choosy with who we let into our world. And I think that that is beautiful because they help each other out in the, in the group chat. It's more lively on team zooms. Like, I feel like we are just growing in terms of community and culture. And I think as somebody who for majority of my fitness journey felt like I didn't have any sort of community or culture, I think now being able to foster that and build that and see that come to fruition, I'm so excited. And that's always going to be the focus of what we're about moving forward is like education, collaboration, community, and growth. So very, very happy about all of that. Other than that, the other biggest thing that I think about when I think about this year is moving into a two bedroom and getting my own office. If you guys haven't seen my office, I have a breakthrough sign in the back. I have a standing desk. I have a walking pad. I just feel like I have my own space, which I've never had previously. When I started my business, um, I lived with two other roommates and I lived kind of downstairs next to the kitchen. So I felt like 
I don't know. I felt like whenever I did like loom videos to clients or took a sales call, like somebody was always listening to me and I was like, I don't like this. Like, I feel like I'm not alone. Um, and then I moved into a really, really small one bed, one bath by myself. And then my boyfriend ended up moving in with me as we were looking for a place for ourselves that was a little bit bigger. Um, and we moved into this two bedroom in August. We lived two doors down from literally our best friends. So Nick and Rachel, who they're married and um, yeah, yes, her husband's also named Nick and I, or my boyfriend's named Nick. So they hang out. It's super fun. And then I don't know. I just feel like, I I love where we live. We live right next to water. Like it's just a beautiful walking path. Like I'm just so grateful for where we move this year. And I think that your environment plays a very big role in your headspace and kind of your, um, ability to be productive and show up for yourself. So I'm glad that I feel good about the environment that I'm in. And I also feel good about the fact that we're not going to move for a hot minute because I hate moving and I think everybody does, but man, I don't want to move. I don't want to pack a thing again. I don't want to do any of that for the foreseeable future. And it looks like we are staying put. So that was definitely a win of the year. Next on my list here is I was able to travel more. So I have some wonderful friends in San Diego, but I also have friends and coworkers and family who live outside of the state of California. And I just feel so grateful and so blessed that I have the ability to travel. Um, I visited my best friend, Michaela, for her law school graduation in June. I surprised her. It was just so great. Um, and I went to coach Laura's wedding, which was so beautiful. Her and Kevin had the most beautiful wedding and it was just so great to be a part of. And then I also traveled to Hawaii with my family, which was also great. I think that, you know, since I moved out basically to go to college, my relationship with my family, like I just cherish it so much more. Not like I never did it previously, but I just think, you know, when you have your own space, when you grow up, you can kind of be like, all right, like my, my, my parents did have my best interest at heart. Right. And so I'm just grateful for everything that they, um, did for me and continuously do for me. And so that Hawaii trip was great. And my boyfriend, Nick came with us and it was just a wonderful way to spend Thanksgiving. So traveling, was definitely something that happened more than usual this year. I think that I usually do take like one trip a year that's kind of notable, but I think there were more like sporadic smaller trips this year, which was really great. So happy that I was able to do that and very grateful. Next thing on my list is that I wasn't afraid to spend money on stuff that would elevate my life. I am a frugal girly. Okay. I'm not a cheap girly, right? Like I will split the Uber with you. I will pay you back. Like I'm not, I'm not being shady with my money, but I'm frugal. And something that I finally got over this year was my fear of spending money. And I worked a lot with my relationship with money this year. And I've never been somebody who was hesitant to invest in themselves, but I felt like there was nothing that I should spend money on if I could just do it myself. That was my mentality. And this year I got into the mentality of understanding like, okay, if I spend money on things that make me more productive, that allow me to buy my time back, 
what can I do with my time that would be spent doing something else? And is that more lucrative than spending money doing that task? Right. And again, this is coming from a privileged place. This is coming from, I'm very grateful that I'm able to do this, but I started getting a cleaner every so often to come into the apartment and I started using Instacart, um, and and just things of that nature, right? Like I save in a lot of areas. Like I don't have a car payment. Um, I, you know, I live within my means a lot of the time. Like I don't have to drive to work. Like I don't spend money on California gas, right? Like there are things that I save on for sure, but I feel like I got a little bit more intentional with actually wanting to spend on specific items this year. And I think that that has elevated my life and also just made me less stressed as a person overall, because if you feel like you have a laundry list of things to do, and especially with entrepreneurship, I'm never really done with work, right? It's never really like, okay, I'm going to shut my laptop at five and not worry about it. And then I can do the laundry and then I can spend time cleaning. And then I I can go to the grocery store, right? There would be a lot of instances where I would plan to do that. And then something drastic would pop up at work at 5 PM PST. I would have to handle it. And then, you know, my boyfriend gets home at eight from his shift and then we spend time together. And then I feel so anxious because there's so many other things to do, right. That didn't get done. And then I wake up in the morning in a groggy headspace, Right. And so I just felt like, okay, I have the means to eliminate this. I have the ability to eliminate this. Why am I not, you know, why, what is this doing to serve me? It's not right. So I feel like I was just more intentional with saving. I think a lot of people are, you know, when they think of budgeting for the new year, they're very intentional with like, where can I cut back? But I also shifted that responsibility of like, where can I responsibly spend? And how is that going to like, what's the cost benefit of that decision? Right. But in, in, by the same token, is that the saying? I don't know. (laughs) Something else that I did was I made big investments in business. Not once, not twice, not three times, not four times, upwards of five times. Okay. Very big investments in the business and in us as coaches to get better. I feel so aligned with every decision that we make to invest in the business. And that's how I know that I'm doing it from a very good place out of a place of abundance, out of a place of wanting to get better. Um, I also hired my own fitness coach this year in July. If you listen to an old podcast episode called dialing it in, you will hear about how I was just not my best self with my fitness journey the first half of the year. And we'll get to that in the losses part of this episode. But I got my, I hired a fitness coach. I lost 10 pounds on my cut so far. I'm feeling good, okay? I'm feeling in alignment and I'm feeling intentional, okay? I don't just feel like I'm going through the motions of my own fitness journey anymore. I'm being more intentional and I'm holding myself to that standard, which is what I should have been doing all along. But I'm human too. We ebb and flow. Again, we'll get into that a little bit later. But big investments I made in the business, I already hired a mentor for the entire year of 2024. This is going to be the most in-depth mentorship that I have been a part of. Um, I'm nervous, I'm anxious, I'm excited, and I'm ready to work. This is going to be a year of work. 
my boyfriend and I have already had that conversation. He's really going to be grinding this year at work. I'm really going to be grinding this year. We're going to have fun along the way as well. But when I think back to my best years, those were the years that had the most sacrifice. Genuinely, they were. It was the years that I, yes, I still did, you know, work and play, but I worked and I got stuff done. And I, it was like the hardest semesters in college or when I was studying for exams for the CPA, right? If you don't know, before I was a fitness coach, I was an accountant. Um, I have my master's in accounting and I passed all four sections of the CPA on the first shot. I'm not good at test taking. Okay. So when I think back to that year, when basically my entire year was studying for grad school and studying for the CPA, and I was uh, a teaching assistant, oh my gosh, talk about the hardest year of my life. Right. But I still think back on it fondly. And I'm like, wow, I truly leveled up as a person that year. I reached all my goals. My fitness was still hundred percent in check that year. Because I truly do think when you are just a busier person, when you have your ducks in a row, when you have your schedule worked out, that feeds into your schedule with fitness, right? There was less going out that year. There was less traveling that year. And these things aren't bad, right? But that was just the cadence of that year. And I think that that's going to be the cadence of a lot of this year coming up as well. I do plan on having fun. I do plan on living life because again, I'm not a robot. Nobody's a robot. But I think I kind of had that realization this year of like, okay, the best years of my life, the years that I look back on the most fondly are the years that I sacrifice a little bit more. And so I'm excited to sacrifice a little bit more to pour into the things that I want most. And I think that that's going to be kind of the theme of this year. I think that 2023 was a really big year of constantly relearning and you know, just having challenge after challenge that I was like, okay, here's how I'm going to address this. Here's how I'm going to address this. And like going through the roadblocks month after month, that made me a stronger person. But I think that I learned a lot along the way. So that 2024 is like, okay, yes, you understand what you need to do. You uncovered a lot of the things that you need to work on. Let's work on them. So that's what 2024 is, is like the year of execution for me. And I'm just so so excited. Okay. We got a little bit on a tangent there. Uh, we had the team retreat in July. That was of course a really, really just big win of the year. Loved meeting clients in person, loved getting the coaches together in San Diego. It was just, it was just really great to be able to do that and to feel like, okay, we built this community. Like how wonderful is that? Um, so that was really great. And that was in July. Uh, and then other things, let me see here. I felt more confident as a leader. I think that every year I get less imposter syndrome, which is good. I think that a little bit of imposter syndrome is a good thing because I think it keeps you wanting to improve. Like I said, we made investments in our abilities as coaches as well. Uh, I had got a gut health certification and then we invested in both Laura and Evelyn to get uh, health mindset certifications. Um, so like helping with the mindset side of like being a good ethical, helpful coach, like balancing that middle ground between being an understanding coach and how to phrase things and how to word things so that clients change their actions, right? Because as a coach, you can know everything, right? Like you can know all the science, but if you can't articulate it 
And if you can't present the information in a digestible way that is going to fit the client's needs and have the client feel like, yes, I can do this, then what are we doing? Right? Like that's not going to resonate with them. Um, so that's kind of what the certification is on and they're finishing it up in January, which will be so exciting. Uh, but yeah, so that, that's kind of what I was, uh, what I'm talking about and felt more confident as a leader. And I feel like that's going to exponentially compound this year, uh, when I continue to work with this mentor. Uh, another thing, my mom was a fit breakthrough client all year. She started in January of 2023. She is finishing up this week is her last check-in. I am so proud of her. Um, I hope that she's comfortable with me sharing her journey. I, I think that she is, but I have seen my mom try diets in the past growing up. And so I think this was a really wonderful way for her to see kind of how I operate in, in my business, right? Like she gets an inside scoop on like what the fit breakthrough is about. But also she went through a reverse diet. She was eating more than ever. She stepped foot in the gym for the first time. Now she goes four days a week and she absolutely loves it. And she had a very successful cut uh, losing, I think it was over like 11 or 12 pounds. Um, she looks significantly leaner and now she's reverse dieting again and wanting to build more muscle. But truly helping her heal her relationship with food and have better digestion like it was just night and day, the digestion, the energy levels, the strength, the motivation and want to go to the gym. Um, and then having her break through that weight loss plateau that she's been at for years. Like it was just, it was just such a great, like mother daughter moment, to be honest. Um, and I felt like she allowed me to be her coach, which was just like a cool, a cool dynamic. Um, and I'm just really proud of her. And I think that she's going to be in a great place going into 2024, but I think that it was just such a full circle moment for me to be able to help her and being like, hey, like we're going to collaborate and do this together. Um, and that was just something that I'll look back fondly on uh, when I think of 2023. All right. I got two more wins that I want to talk about. The first one, of course, is I started this podcast. I feel super aligned with it. Thank you for listening. Um, and I just love talking into a microphone. I just think it's very cathartic and I think that I can get all my thoughts out and I also have had good feedback from this. So I love it and I can't wait to continue into the new year. And then last but certainly not least, my relationship with my boyfriend, Nick, grew. We are celebrating, well, I don't know if you celebrate this, but it, the date is <laughs> our two and a half years is in February. So it's just, it, it's so wonderful and I truly truly would not be where I'm at in my life if it was not for him. And I feel like this is just the first relationship that I feel like I love being a team with this person. Um, and so, yeah, I'm really excited to continue to grow our relationship in 2024. We live together now. We've lived together for a full year now. So that has been just absolutely wonderful. And he helps my nervous system. He makes me feel so grounded, so calm. And it's just been so wonderful because whatever goes on with work, whatever I'm worried about, whatever I'm like stressed about, my relationship has truly never been a stressor for me. It has always been a place that just feels like home base. And he pushes me to be my best self. Don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, I like 
that's the the feeling that gets brought over me when I think about our relationship is just like comfort and home in in the best way and just like constant like there are no high highs no low lows like none of that it's like it's all great and I um we've been having some like really good conversations lately and I'm just so excited to see where the future goes so that's kind of you know well enough enough about that right that's sappy stuff but for real guys like I'm, I'm excited. And I think that your relationships play a lot into your other goals. And like, if you are surrounded by people who push you to be better, who believe in you without a shadow of a doubt, like it makes a difference. So even, you know, if you have a relationship or not, like who are your friends, who are your roommates, who are you surrounding yourself by? Like have, make sure that they believe in you just as much, if not more than you believe in yourself, because you need to lean on that sometimes. So that is why that's in the win category because it, it is like, it, it helps me evolve as a person. Um, and I help him evolve as a person and that's just, that's just how it is. All right, you guys, let's get into the losses of this year or the challenges, however you want to put it. Okay. I, before I get into this, I want to just make it clear again, this year was great overall. But I think it's important to talk about these things. And I think it's important just as a whole to remember that if you're listening to this being like, man, my year wasn't that great, or there were some parts that could have been better. Um, we've all been there. And I know that I've had, I've had a good year and maybe you had a worse year or a better year. Like we're all just out here living our best, our best life and doing our best, right? We're all just doing the best that we can. So the year started with a really rough transition with work that set my goals back six months for the business. Uh, we had a team member leave the Fit Breakthrough and it worked out for the best because in February we brought Coach Evelyn in and she has just been the absolute best. Um, but in January it was really difficult because basically what happened is a team member left and our priority at the fit breakthrough is always going to be our clients, right? Our one-on-one clients, making sure they get the best results that they can. They have the best experience that we can like that. We have to, like, that's just how it has to be. Um, and so my workload basically doubled, doubled overnight. Um, as I, booked meetings with all these clients that were now, I absorbed 95% of that roster. Um, and so suddenly I had all these plans for like how I was going to spend my time, my goals, how we were going to grow, how we were going to do all these things. And suddenly I had to stop all of that so I could take all my attention and, and, and do this. Um, I think that I learned a lot from that season of life and everyone's good. Like all the clients are good. Like I'm good. Like the team is good now. And we were still able to grow this year, but that was just a bit, a really big learning lesson of like, okay, what do I need to put in place so that if that happens down the road, God forbid, I will be in a better spot. Like everyone will, it will be more seamless. I won't have to feel like, Oh, now I'm six months behind my, my plan. Right? Like that was just kind of what, um, the learning lesson was there. And again, it all worked out for the best. Like everything truly does happen for a reason, but it's just hard. You know, it's, it's hard when, especially in January teams grow in January, people have fitness goals in January for me to have to sit there and be like, 
okay, I can't focus on anything that I had planned because this huge, you know, thing came up and I have to address it. And I have to remember my priorities as a leader and as a coach for these clients. Like that was something that wasn't difficult. Um, so that was a learning lesson. The second one that was really hard. I trusted people a little bit too much and it bit me in the butt. There were, I'm going to, I'm going to speak very carefully. Okay. I'm not trying to like call anybody out specifically, but I kind of am. There were a handful, less than a handful, like literally a few, a few people who I trusted a bit too much. And I'm just a very trusting person. I want to help people. Um, so when a client comes to me and is like, Hey, I really want to do this. I really want to get better, but I can pay, you know, at this date or whatever, or I have to wait and pay here. I would say yes. I would say yes. Some, sometimes if it was a really, you know, valid reason, whatever. And there were, there were some times when I just, they didn't pay, they didn't respond, blocked, left, you know, and I still have to pay out my team. So there were a couple instances where I actually lost money, um, in that instance. And I think that I, it was just shocking to me because I, I mean, I would never do that to somebody, especially if there, the service was provided. Um, and, and please know that I, you know, part of the mentorship is, you know, lawyers and contracts, and we've hired out who we need to, that will not be happening again, moving forward. Um, but it was just a really big learning lesson. And I also think part of it was hard to not take personally, because if you are a part of our world, if you're a one-on-one client, I believe in you so much. And I have built a relationship with you. Like we've shared stories of your past, like where you want to go moving forward, your goals, your struggles. Like a lot of our clients, I know about their families, you know, like I, I, I know about them. And so if you think about it, it's kind of almost like a friendship. Um, and so to have that happen sometimes it's like, wait, whoa, like who, who are you really like, who, what, what was that? You know? So it was just kind of, um, and again, it didn't happen a lot. (laughs) A lot of our clients are amazing, responsible, truthful, honest people. Um, and at the end of the day, all that I can say is, you know what? I hope that they, you know, need, they probably need that money more than, more than, more than I do right now. So like you do what you gotta do. Um, I'm not going to come after you. I'm not going to, you know, do whatever. Um, but again, we have the, the team and the resources and the lawyers in place to make sure that, Hey, you know what? Like we are being a little bit more firm on what the payments are, what the expectations are on both of our ends. Um, just to make sure that there's no gray area because that's the thing. And that, and that's why contracts are done in the first place because I am an empathetic person. Um, and so it's just easier to kind of have it be on the contract, have it be on, Hey, here's what's going on. Of course, like communication is key. So if something does come up, like life happens, just communicate, but the whole like blocking and leaving and blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. I'm done with this conversation. Um, and again, it doesn't, it doesn't happen a lot, but the fact that it happened at all, uh, makes you think a little bit. It makes you, makes you question things. Um, I, I tie a lot of my, just who I am to the fit breakthrough. I think it's, I, I treat my business like my baby. Um, and so when it's not really respected, I get really, uh, I think a little bit too much emotionally 
tied to this um, or to actions like that. But what can you do? Tis life. I'm sure that's happened to every single business ever. So moving on. Uh, I took messy actions on things in the business, but I didn't calculate it out like I should have. This is definitely something that I need to work on this year. You would think that since I was an accountant, I would be more like into the finances and I definitely am into the finances, but I think that sometimes I take messy actions on things. I take messy actions on investments. I take messy actions on, um, you know, just decisions and messy actions good, but there's kind of a point where it needs to not be messy anymore. You know, like we need to kind of have more structure and we definitely do have structure. We definitely do track our, you know, data and payments and there's automations and there's a seamless onboarding transition and communication and things like that. But I do feel like we're kind of getting to the point and that's why I hired this new mentor of like, okay, what's working now has been working up until this point, but in order to improve things need to improve. Right. And it's like with fitness, right? Maybe you start out just eating healthy and working out to lose weight, but then there comes a point where you hit a plateau. Maybe things aren't working as well as they were before. And you just got to go back to the drawing board and be like, okay, where can I dial things in? So that's kind of what I'm talking about. I'm not saying that I made any crazy mistakes or anything like that, but it's just more like, okay, we've hit, you know, things are kind of cracking at the seams. Like we need to dial things in. We, uh, no more messy action, right? Like we got to be crystal clear on like what the data is. We need to track more KPIs. We need to make sure more SOPs are in place. Um, and, and things like that. So that's what we're doing this year. And I think that I could have been a little bit more, um, calculated this last year and not just like saying yes to things and like, yes, we'll do this. Yes. We'll implement this. And being like, okay, does this make sense? How much time is this going to take out of my day or a week? What does this mean in terms of, uh, you know, on the financial side of things, you know, things like that, right? Because yeah, we're here to help people. Yeah. I want to do everything under the sun to make it, to make it happen, to make everything happen right, right now. But we, I also need to pay my team. I also need to pay my rent, right? Like it has to make sense at the end of the day for us to be able to do this full time. Um, so that's kind of, you know, just something that I was like, all right, I can't be avoidant over certain things. I need to not take messy action. I need to take calculated action and I need to make sure that that is something that maintains a priority in my life. All right. Next thing. I spent the first half of the year not being as dialed in as I could have been with my fitness. I talked about this, like I said, in an earlier podcast, and I've definitely dialed it in since then, but I feel like the first half of the year was just me going through the motions a little bit too much. And like I alluded to at the beginning with the rough transition from the beginning of the year, my work basically doubling overnight. Um, I mean, that was hard on me. And then I had all these weddings and little trips to go to as my work has doubled overnight. And now I'm just like, okay, like, I kind of just didn't really track my macros as diligently, train as hard. Um, my sleep was suffering, which led to more cravings. Like it was just kind of like I didn't, I didn't do what I knew was my best. Was I still getting my protein, getting in fruits and vegetables, tracking my macros for the most part? Yes. But when you give 70% effort, you're going to get 70% of the results. And I just wasn't, I wasn't liking that. I felt like, no, 
absolutely not. I need to walk the walk more. And that's exactly what I've been doing since. Um, and I'm going to be cracking down on that even more in the new year. The holidays are over, travel's over. I'm staying put for the foreseeable future. Um, and so we're going to, we're going to just dial in. Um, so yeah, another thing, let me see. We have a few more here. Too much Coke Zero in coffee. <laughs> I feel like my caffeine intake has just crept up. I've, it's definitely been worse. Like I'm thinking about like grad school. It's definitely been worse before, but I feel like it's been creeping up. So I've been incorporating more decaf coffee into my life, not relying on Coke Zero as much, drinking my water. You know, I never have a problem getting my water in, but there's no reason for me to be also drinking Coke Zero. Like that doesn't need to happen um, as much, right? Something else is I wasn't consistent with my morning routine and getting up early. So Nick works on an ambulance and he works from 1 p.m. to 1 a.m. That has actually changed since then. Uh, so he has a new schedule. He doesn't work overnights anymore, which is fantastic. But I got into a really bad habit of no longer waking up early and actually working late. So sometimes I would even wait till he comes came home to go to bed, which is terrible, right? That's terrible. He would get off at like midnight and I'm like not going to bed till midnight. Um, sometimes it'd be 1am and I, I would not stay up until then, but sometimes he would get off early and I'd be like, Oh, I'll just wait for you to come home. And then I would go to bed super late and then wake up later and I would work late. So I would like get everything done, but I did not feel nearly as productive as when I wake up early, go to bed early. And especially because Laura and Evelyn are East coast right? Like if I'm not starting my workday until 9am, it's already noon their time. Like half the day is gone. So I'm much better off waking up early, starting work early, and then ending at, you know, maybe a slightly earlier hour and going to bed early. So that will definitely be implemented more in the new year. And I'm stoked about that. All right. A couple other things here. Uh, I was very busy this year and I wasn't as productive as I feel like I could have been. And then I felt guilty for not being productive and taking breaks. I was in this weird cycle this year of feeling like I was busy all the time, but then I would have days where I think back to my day or I write down what I did that day. And I'm like, why did this take me this long? And it was just like, what? And it, part of it is my ADHD. I, a lot of what I do in a day is like, I'll answer this person, then I'll go on here, then I'll answer this, then I'll do a check-in, then I'll do it. And it's just all over the place. And that is not how I need to act. And that is not how I'm gonna act in the new year, but it was a really big realization for me. And that's why when I talk about how the Fit Breakthrough grew this year, that's great, but I do not feel like it grew comparatively to the amount that I am working. I feel like I worked double this year what I worked last year in terms of hours and we didn't grow double the amount so to me that's a, a red flag of like I'm not productive I need to be more efficient with my time and so that's what I'm looking to do in the new year and part of the mentorship that I'm a part of is auditing my day and seeing how you know I I'm operating on the day-to-day -day, which I'm so excited about because I mean you guys know like if you feel like you don't have a productive day, then that means you're feeling guilty when you are taking time off. 
you're feeling like you're not showing up for yourself in certain areas of life or showing up for loved ones. And it can just kind of bleed into you feeling like, you know, like just feeling overwhelmed and anxious and overstimulated all the time. And that's kind of how I felt. So really excited to be breaking that down this year and really just getting some honest feedback and answers on how I can improve um, from this mentor. And we're just gonna, we're gonna roll with it. And then also uh, too much comparison and scrolling. And then I'm really bad at texting people back. I think this all just kind of plays into my last point of like the overstimulation, not feeling productive, but feeling busy. I felt like I was constantly thinking about something. And when I was doing something, I was thinking about something else that I could be doing, right? I didn't compartmentalize as well as I could have. And I'm already starting to do that. Like I'm already saying, okay, I'm opening up my calendar for only a few days a week. I'm only doing check-ins on these days. Like I'm only going to be, you know, messaging back this time to this time. Like I'm being more structured, but I think that I can be more structured. And I think that structure leads to freedom, just like my other podcast episode, Discipline Leads to Freedom. A lot of these things are like, I know what I need to do, but I just need to take the time in order to do them. And that's what it's about. And I think that's the hardest part about what, I, what I'm doing on the day-to-day is there's always something else to do. So if I'm sitting there doing something like, oh, I'm going to map out my time for the week, maybe I'll start doing that. And then I'll be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to make a post. Or I'm like, oh, I'm going to message this person back. Or like, oh, I'm going to do this. And it's like, no, girl, finish the task. Finish the task that you're doing. So yeah, that those are my uh, things that I could be better at this upcoming year. My losses, if you will, of this year. Um, but overall, it was an amazing year. I'm so excited for my fitness goals, for the fit breakthrough, for my relationship this year. Like 2024 is gonna be it. Um, at the top here, I have again my year or my phrase for 2023 was constant relearning. I think 2023 was the year of learning. 2024 is the year of executing. Okay. It's going to be awesome. And let me know if you liked this podcast. I feel like I went a little bit on the vulnerable side with the, you know, losses of the year. Um, Sometimes I think, especially as a business owner, it's difficult to kind of talk about losses or something because you don't want people listening to this and be like, does she even have her ish together like does she even like is she in shambles like we're not like I'm not like I'm fine like I I do get things done and I get when I do something I do it well um and that's something that I pride myself on I think that it's just a matter of you know there gets to a point where you're like okay what's gotten me here has gotten me here and if I'm gonna push beyond that if we're going to give our clients an even better experience if we're going to make sure that the service that we're providing and how we grow as a business and fundamentally like we're in a good place things need to be changed things need to be improved upon and we need to be more efficient and effective with with time so that's really it um that's what i got we're we're at 23 minutes so i hope that you make this list for yourself for this last year and use it to propel you into 2024 because it will help just give you clarity and direction on what you need to focus on. And I think that that is the best way to set intentions for a new season of life. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this. Let me know what you think, and I will talk to you very soon.